All right, look at your Bibles in Psalm 19. And we're going to move to our next area of, of truth and doctrine, and it, which is the fourth area in our doctrine statement, and that's the area of uh, creation. It's always interesting to talk about how God made everything and what God has made in the world and the universe, and that's going to be our focus. We're going to talk about the heavens that God has made, and particularly the stars. We're going to talk about those for the next few weeks. And there's a lot of, when, we, when you study that, it's a very fascinating study of how big God has made the universe, and it shows how powerful and how great God is, which is what Psalm 19 actually tells us, that this shows the greatness of God. And then, uh, as we talk about all the universe, we're then going to focus on what God has given us in our immediate vicinity of the star that our, the earth revolves around and gets its heat from, which we call the sun. And we're going to talk about the sun, which Psalm 19 does that also, and how relevant that is, particularly to answer questions, a very relevant question today about the Earth's temperature and all of the, uh, the, the hoax that's going on about global warming. We're going to talk about that because that is the major deal that's driving everything. And uh, we need to be able to state clear answers for that because it is a lie. It is a big lie that the world is being controlled by and it's only going to get worse. And we find some good answers and uh, we'll prepare ourselves for good answers to talk about uh, with people. All right, let's look at Psalm 19, verse 1. Then uh, the heavens declare the glory of God. And there's the great statement. The heavens, all in the universe, it declares the glory of God. And the firmament, it's another word for the sky, shows his handiwork. Day into day utters speech, and night into night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tabernacle for the sun which is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoices like a strong man to run its race. Its rising is from one end of heaven and its circuit to the other end. And there is nothing hidden from its heat. So there you see uh, the writer focuses on the sun, the one star that gives us light on the earth and gives us heat. The statement there is that it gives heat on the earth. And so you talk about uh, the earth's temperature of uh, being warm or cool and it does that cycles it goes warmer at times it goes cooler at times it's always done that there's been times in the past where it got really cool the scientists feel that there's real evidence for an ice age and I think that's probably uh, possible uh, very likely that that's true that was a cooling time in the earth's cycle all of that, if the sun is the one putting heat on the earth, then the sun is the key for warming and cooling cycles on the earth. And we'll talk about that because scientists have discovered that, that at times the sun is hotter and sometimes it's cooler. 
Now, relatively speaking, it never gets cold, but it's cooler than it was. You know, instead of a million degrees, it's 950 degrees, 550,000 degrees, something like that, you know, but it's cooler. That affects temperatures on the earth. That's the answer about global warming. And we can find real answers and we need to be prepared because the world's gone crazy over this and it's headed off the edge of the cliff uh, and they're, they're gonna go there. And we need to be prepared and we need to have answers uh, as we deal with this. Well, let's start first, back up, let's, let's uh, start verse one and let's talk about the big picture, literally, the big picture of the universe. The heavens declare the glory of God. The universe in its huge size declares the glory and the greatness of God. It is amazing how big the universe is. And let me just give you some glimpse of that because we can only describe some of it because scientists with super powerful telescopes have not even been able to see any sort of uh, edge or end of the universe. They have powerful telescopes, and there's been one recently I'll share with you about, where they've seen farther than they've ever seen before, and there's still more to see. They they say there's just, they keep up in the numbers that it's so big that we can't even get a grasp of, the, of an edge, if there is an edge, uh, of how big it is. But what we can see is amazing and it tells us how great God is and how powerful He is. Out in the universe, there are Billions upon billions upon billions, and we have to say, I have to go to trillions, even though that's such a big number, you can't even comprehend it. Trillions and trillions of planets and stars. I mean, trillions upon trillions. There are so many, you can't, we can't really comprehend a number that big of how, how big it is. And these are huge planets like our earth, some of them many big, bigger than our earth, stars that are huge, and they're spread away from each other, huge distances. And yet there's trillions upon trillions of them. That means the universe is huge. It is so big, we can't really comprehend it. That's why the Bible, in describing what God did, uses wording to mean big. It says that God stretched out the heavens, stretched it out. Now, if God, all-powerful God, stretches something out, that's big. That's the wording that's used. That's a very common phrase in different prophet writings that God is the one who stretches out the heavens, lays the foundation of the earth, and forms the spirit of man within him. Those are the three descriptions of creation. And he first stretched out the heavens and he put trillions upon trillions of planets and stars in all of the universe. Why? Because there's people that live out on those, all those planets and stars? No, I don't believe so. The Bible doesn't say that they are. God didn't make other planets to be inhabitable. 
He made them. Psalm, uh, Psalm 19 verse 1 tells us why he made all of that. To declare his glory. To show us how powerful he was. To show us how big he is and how creative he is that he can make that many planets and stars. That's why he did it. Let me give you an idea of the numbers that scientists are talking about right now that's mind-boggling. Just last year, last July 2022, NASA, our space agency, along with a couple other nations, you see more evidence of all this globalism. Uh, and I don't remember who the nations were at this point. I read it briefly yesterday. Uh, but there's like two other nations that also uh, sent a telescope, a powerful telescope, out into uh, outer space to then shoot images as far as it could deeper than they've ever looked before. It was called, it's called the John Webb Space something. I don't remember the all words, but it's John, named after a guy named John Webb. Uh, and that's what they call it, the John Webb Telescope. It's an infrared telescope, and they say it has been able to see farther out into space than we've ever been able to see before. 20 years ago, they sent up a telescope called the Hubble Telescope. You remember hearing about that? It was around 2000, somewhere along there, or a little before that, maybe the late 1990s. It's been up there like 28 to 30 years. And when they sent that up there, it's looked out farther than they've ever seen and it went out way real far at that point they estimate they saw more galaxies out there than they realized they they aimed the hubble telescope into a a uh, a uh, empty space what they thought was empty in between other clusters of stars and they said let's look out in between and see if we can see anything or if it's just nothingness and when they focus Hubble in that empty spot, according to the most powerful telescopes on the Earth, they saw it full of galaxies of planets and stars. A galaxy is a collection of planets and stars that can number from 100 million to 100 trillion planets and stars. One galaxy, the biggest galaxies, can have up to 100 are one trillion planets and stars in them. One trillion is a huge uh, number. I heard, let me see if I can sort of recover it. I heard some, some uh, illustration of this to try to get a grasp of the bigness of, the tr of a trillion. Uh, they were talking about with money that like with tr a trillion dollars, for you to spend it, if you spent a million dollars every day okay they say here's a million dollars to go buy something you could buy a lot of stuff with that couldn't you a million dollars every day do you know how long it would take you to spend a trillion dollars if I, i'm going off the top of my head my memory but I, i'm going to be really close but they said if you spent a million dollars every day how long do you think it'd take to go through a trillion think you'd do it in a month you think it'd take a month you wouldn't get there yet a year you think if you spend a million dollars every day, that's 365 days. Wait, a million dollars, that's only 365 million. You're only at 365 million. You can do it in a year. Every day, a million dollars. A million dollars is a lot. A million dollars would be all stacked up here, a lot. Doing that every day. You couldn't do it in a year. 
You know how long it'll take you? 300, something like 340 years it'd take you. You'd die. You would die before you spent a trillion, one trillion dollars. And God has put that many stars in just one galaxy out there. Okay, when we start thinking like that, you, can, you start seeing the enormity of these numbers. That's one, tri- that's one galaxy out there. Do you know how many, when they looked at the Hubble telescope, and through the Hubble telescope, and they, they saw how many uh, in this one area, uh, how many galaxies there were, and they took that and they projected that then to all of the universe and said, we can multiply this out and get a kind of a number of how many galaxies that we're seeing with this telescope. Do you know how many that, that came up to? Let me, let me, I got a lot of numbers in my head. Let me, uh, let me, get, let me get them straight to give it to you because they've upped it from, uh, from Hubble. Okay, I think it was 100 billion was what they estimated with, with Hubble. 100 billion. That's a lot. That's galaxies. That's galaxies full of millions to trillion stars each. You multiply that number out of how many stars there are out there that they can see, that's a number so big you can't, we don't have, I can't give you a name for it because it gets off the chart where you're getting into like when they say 10 to the 20th power of mean, that's mean, that means zeros. We don't have a name for that, those numbers that big. That's what you get into with the number of stars. And that's just two, 20 years ago with Hubble. Hold on to your seat because John Webb telescope last year they saw farther out and when they when what they saw with the John Webb telescope they're saying now they're saying the hundred billion number of galaxies they said that needs to be multiplied ten times you know how much that is that's one trillion and Articles I looked up, they, they're saying, some scientists are saying, we believe the estimate really ought to be about $2 trillion. So the, the latest number is they are estimating that they have seen with this new telescope, with the, you know, seeing what they see, and they project it out for the whole universe. They are saying now, we believe we have seen evidence of two, up to 2 trillion galaxies out there. Okay, remember how big a trillion is, and that's two of them now. Two of them, and that's galaxies full of millions to a trillion stars each. That is a phenomenally big number. And that's the heavens that declares the glory of God. That declares how big, powerful God is, that he can make that many stars. But, hold your seat right there, they're saying... That's all we could see with the John Webb. We couldn't see farther out. There's more out there probably. This is just what we can see with our limited technology. They said, we haven't seen the end. There's more out there. And God stretched it all out and it shows his glory. The scientists are going, man, this is, our, this is amazing. This is amazing how many's out here. And they're seeing like more detailed pictures. You can look it up. It's, it's very interesting. Um, there's like, it's called nebula, it's gases out there, clouds of gases that they say are forming new stars. You know, they, they're making up this stuff 
it's not true, but it's very colorful and very impressive. It shows the glory of God. But two trillion galaxies multiplied by billions and trillions of stars, that is a huge, huge number. And that's a huge space. That is a huge space that we can't even comprehend. Let me kind of give you a little idea of the normality of the distance of this. Okay, let's just go with our, we live in a galaxy. We're in one galaxy of that two trillion. We're in one called the Milky Way galaxy. It's a big spiral. Most galaxies out there are, they call disks, that they are flat and the stars all spread out. And you look at them, they're like a disk in the, in the telescope. And that's how Milky Way is with a center. And they say most galaxies have a super black hole in the middle. I, haven't, I did not read if, if the Milky Way does or not, but they said most galaxies have this super black hole that scientists can't even explain, and they can't even, I mean, they can't even get close to it because the black hole is supposed to suck everything in it. And it's just so far away, we've not been able to send any kind of probe to even get close to anything like that because it's so far away. The Milky Way galaxy is estimated to be 100,000 light years across in distance. A light year is the distance that light could travel in one year. So a light year. Light travels in a year, how far would it get? Light travels super, super fast. What scientists have determined in their studies, in their experiments, is light. They, say they have quantified light to travel at 186,000 miles per second. Per second. That's why when you turn the light on, you instantly see the light. I mean, it's traveling very fast. 186,000 miles in one second. How long is 186,000 miles? Well, quantify it this way. The United States is 3,000 miles across approximately. If you got an airplane, you flew over across the coast and back, you'd gone 6,000 miles. 6,000, how long would it take you, how many trips back and across, round trip, from San Francisco to, oh, let's don't pick that, let's pick San Diego to uh, North Carolina and back, you made a round trip, um, 6,000 miles, it'd take you probably all day to do that, probably take you 12, either 6 to 12 hours, I don't know if it takes 3 hours or 6 to fly across, but it's a long way, you understand, you can kind of get a grasp of that. One time, one round trip, you've gone 6,000 miles. You'd have to do that 30 times to get up to 180,000. Six times 30, 180. So imagine you get into a plane and it, you make a round trip and you do that 30 times. Imagine doing that. And at 500 miles an hour, it's going to take you... Okay, 500, it'd take you six hours, get all the way across America, it'd take you all day, take you 12 hours to uh, fly and go back. But at the speed of light, okay, you do that 30 times, that's gonna take you what, 30 days. It's gonna take you 30 days to travel at 500 miles an hour, but the speed of light is, you could do that 30 times, like that, one second. That's the speed of light. So you understand, and it's super, 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 super fast. I mean, it's really moving. 
So light's moving at that fast for a whole year. How far could it get? Very far, a long way, a long, long way. That's a light year. That, whatever that distance is, that's a light year. It's a long way. A light year is a long, long way. I don't have to figure how many miles it is, but it's a long, long way. That's one light year. Scientists have estimated that the Milky Way galaxy is 100,000 light years across. 100,000. That means if you were traveling at the speed of light, it would take you 100,000 years to get across it. Well, of course, you, you would die before you even got going in that trip uh, after 100 years. But if someone could live, you would be traveling 100,000 years to get across the Milky Way galaxy. You see how far that is? How long that is? That's one galaxy. That's just one. And there's two trillion others out there and they have to be really far apart so they don't collide and they are they're very far apart the 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 distance out in the universe is phenomenal it is just amazing how big god made the heavens why did he make it so big to show his glory that's what the bible tells us to show us how great he is that's why he did it. That's why he made it so big. And uh, again, I don't think there's life on other planets out there. I guess there could be if God did it way, way, way far. He didn't, he didn't told us. And I think the Bible indicates he just did all this to show us how great he is. And that he put one planet and he put water on that one planet because that's where he was going to make life. And that's why the earth is covered with water. And that's why we have rain showers on a regular basis on the earth. Other planets don't have that. They have searched, you know, all the, with our instruments to look at the planets, all the nine planets in our solar system, none have water on them like we do. There's some, like they say on Mars, there, there's, there's some ice crystals, maybe some ice. But, you know, that could be from outer space. That could be moisture from outer space. There are no lakes and ponds. There are no rainstorms of water on any other planets. There's like, I think Mercury or Venus gets rainstorms of sulfuric acid. That's not going to grow anything, you know. Nothing can survive on any of these other planets. Why? Because God didn't, wasn't going to put life there. He only was going to make life on the earth. And I think that's the only place life is. And God did all this other to show us how powerful and big He is. And so we are in a solar system of nine planets. And planets, everything out in the universe orbits around uh, stars, and so our nine planets are revolving around the sun is our star, and it's out on one leg of the spiral of the Milky Way, and in the Milky Way there is billions of other solar systems all in it, and we're just one part of it, but that's all, we're the one part where, place where God has put water and put life and he's given us the sun to be our source of heat and life and food on the earth 
And Psalm 19 goes there then that the Son He has made to show us His power and to give life on the earth. And this is how God has given us life to enjoy here on the earth. And the sun gives heat. And that's the answer to temperatures on the earth. And that's the answer for global warming. And I don't doubt that the evidence has been uh, that we have been in a warming trend at some point back a ways uh, when they were saying all this stuff. And it was because the sun was in a warming trend. And now it's, I believe it's leveled off now. But the sun goes through cycles, up and down, up and down as far as this, this temperature. And that is what causes the temperature on the earth to cycle back and forth. So we'll talk more about that and get into details because there's clear answers for this. And we need to know that because we're going to be faced more and more with people and businesses and scientists you know, they're driving it by lying about all this stuff and say, the earth is getting warmer and warmer and warmer because of the carbon we're putting in the atmosphere and we're going to heat up and burn up and, and uh, cause life to be destroyed on the earth. And everybody is believing it. And businesses are all getting on the bandwagon. They're all, um, they're going, that's the, all that's behind going to the solar and wind energy is so we won't put carbon into the atmosphere. But the evidence is clear that the carbon in the atmosphere is not what is making the earth get warmer. It's the sun. It's the environment related to the sun. And uh, we need to share that answer because the world is being deceived by a lie all for the purpose of uh, dicta dictatorial control over our lives. And it is... It is taking over. And um, I really don't think we're going to stop it, but we do need to have a good answer for it to help some people to see the truth and to know yourself um, when they start pushing all this stuff uh, on us. I saw a newspaper the other day, Frontline headline said, New solar farm will power such and such businesses or office state offices or government offices i remember what it was but it's coming it's coming here in the south all over and it's all driven by this false belief of global warming it's all based on a lie but it's taking over driving everything of what we're doing in fact let me just throw this in remember last week i talked to you about saudi arabia building neom and that they were going to start raising uh, or restricting the supply of oil. Well, what happened this week? Gas has now jumped up. It started. They are starting to cut a billion, a million, million, I believe it's a million, million with an M, a million barrels a day. That's a lot every day. And uh, the gas prices are now going up. And it's all because of what I just talked about, of this lie, global warming. And Saudi Arabia, of all places, top oil producer of the world, is now jumping on that bandwagon for some reason. And they're going to try to build this city that's going to be the first, the future city of the world that'll be carbon 
you know, zero carbon or no emissions, no gasoline engines. The world has gone crazy and is deceived over this issue. And uh, we're going to talk about the facts about it in the coming weeks. All right, let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your truth. And we praise you, how great you are. You stretched out the heavens in such a powerful way. And you made all of these planets and stars so big. It shows your greatness. And you've given us life here on the earth. And the earth is huge. And you've given us life here on it through your greatness and goodness. And you've given us rain today. And we thank you for the life you've given to us here on the earth. I pray you lead us in your truth. Lead us, give us wisdom in dealing with this uh, lie and deception that is taking over the world about carbon emissions. <clears throat> and give us a wisdom of how to deal with it. Give us uh, insight for the things that we need to know about it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.